It's the Generation Zen Podcast, and I am so excited for you guys to hear this episode. We are joined by Sean. He's a former GameStop employee, and he's also the host of the We Should Do a Podcast. And what's awesome about this episode, it's going to be uploaded on, on the Generation Zen Podcast feed and Sean's podcast feed. So no matter where you're listening to it, you're going to hear the same exact episode. I first heard Sean talk about GameStop stories from the Exposed podcast, hosted by Rich from Review Tech USA, and I knew as soon as I heard that episode, I had to get him on. You guys are going to love this episode. It's great. It's funny. There's a lot of great stories in here. And this is going to be a raw, completely unedited, unfiltered special. And I hope you guys like it. So thank you guys so much for tuning in this week's episode. You're going to love it. And please, please, please give Sean your love and support. This guy is awesome. Tell him thank you so much for coming on the show and getting this together because you guys are going to have a hell of a time listening to this episode. Enjoy, everyone. And thanks again for tuning in. Joining me for this special edition of the Generation Zen podcast in one of my most anticipated episodes yet, I'm joined by a former GameStop employee who is also on the Exposed podcast by Review Tech USA, Sean. How's it going, man? Hey, man. Uh, I'm doing good. I really can't complain. Again, thank you a lot for reaching out. Uh, thank you for having me on your podcast, too. This has been wild. Again, I never thought that exposed podcasts would go anywhere, but here we are, man. Dude, once I heard your episode and I shared it to all my friends, they were like, you have to find a way to get this guy on. You absolutely have to. His stories are amazing. So I am so excited for you to get into more details because you said you had more stories to share. And we're going to do a whole episode talking about GameStop because <laughs> you were a former GameStop employee. So... First well, thing, to be fair, I am still here. I am still technically a former GameStop employee. But, <laughs> but, well, yeah, you worked there from, I believe, 2015 to 2019. But I want to have you tell the story and when, when you started working at GameStop and all that stuff. Sure thing. Definitely. So the GameStop that I worked at was like my local GameStop. Um, it's the one I went to whenever I had a few extra bucks in my pocket or whenever I wanted to get a game. And you probably know this too, uh, from whether store you shop at, you kind of get familiar with the people who work there after a while. And when you spend so much time there, you inevitably, you know, get to know the manager, you get to know this guy, you get to know that guy. And, uh, when I was getting ready to graduate high school in 2015, I talked to him a little bit about, you know, what it'd be like, you know, applying for a job or whatever. And the manager said straight to my face, like, Hey man, I, I know you, I trust you. And I'll definitely uh, hire you uh, when you graduate from college, I mean, college, high school, excuse me. And um, so I graduate on uh, actually not specific date, won't go that far, but uh, <laughs> um, I started working there on May 26 of uh, 2015. And then from May 26, 2015 until May 26, 2019, I, and yeah, I deliberately timed it. Uh, I worked there for exactly four uh, four years, you know, minus a few hours here and there. Wow, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, uh, well, when I knew it was over, like when I, you know what I mean? Like when you kind of know it's going to end. Oh yeah, I know that feeling. Uh, I asked uh, my, at that point, fourth manager, and I can get into why there were four. Um, I asked her, I'm like, hey, so I'm 
just about to graduate from college, kind of this is this era of my life is kind of over. And I asked her just straight up, I was like, is this okay if this is the last day? It was a Saturday. She said, yep. And no big to do. Just went in, did my stuff, left, and then made like a really sappy Instagram post of like, <laughs> you're probably wondering why I took a photo of a GameStop. But anyway, um, and then, yeah, that was it. Four years, just like that. But within those four years, it was, you know, here's the thing about a lot of these, you know, uh, conversations about like what it was like to work there is that I, I'm going to say from the get-go, I'm going to say something that you don't hear a lot of people say, it isn't the worst place ever. No, right? I didn't think it would be. It's not the worst place ever. Yeah, there are a lot of dumb stuff and yeah, we'll get into that. There is a plethora of dumb things. <laughs> oh yeah. But, but you know, what makes or breaks it is always your coworkers. And to be fair, the coworkers I had while I worked there were fantastic. Um, you know, my managers were great. Uh, uh, the my fellow SGAs were great. The GAs who worked there were great. There were a few people who were kind of you know out, outsiders, I guess, a little weirdos. But the, the the core group of people who worked there um, for all four years was great. But another thing too, just to emphasize a point, by the time I left, I had worked at that store the longest. Oh, wow. So even more than the managers and stuff? So yeah, so the turnover was crazy. Wow. Um, and so again, I didn't work at for GameStop the longest, but I worked at that store. By the time I left, I had been there the longest of any person who was actively working there. Right. Wow. So even the managers got kind of got shuffled around and shifted to different stores and you were like the last man standing. So yeah, so the so I had so I'll talk about the four managers. So I had four different managers, really three, I guess, if you want to get technical about it. But I there were four different managers while I worked there, uh, and the first guy was the guy who hired me, and uh, he was a great guy. He's the guy who I knew before I started working there, and then right after the switch came out, he called it quits. He's like, I've been doing this for ten years. I really need to do something else, and that's what he wanted. Uh, excuse me, that's what he ended up doing. Wow, 10 years working at GameStop as a manager. That's crazy. Yeah, and he was and at that point you could tell he was burnt out. Yeah. Um and then the the guy following him uh used to work at a different store and then he like moved around a lot. Um and he was great. He was really really professional. Um I really liked his managing style. We got and he and I got along really really well. Um and then a little bit after that he left to move on to a different position. And then the assistant store leader uh, was the manager really up until I was about to leave. And then at the tail end, there was another uh, person they hired or got from somewhere else. And uh, she was the one who I asked like, hey, can I leave on this day? Um, but none of them were bad. Like all of them were really, really, really genuine people. Um, you know, you get, you work with these people for so long, you really get to know them. And, uh, you know, I consider all of them to be friends, which again, that's what I want to emphasize, by the way, none of the people I worked with were bad people, but it was just some other things we'll right. get into. Right. If, I feel like, and it's like that for a lot of retail jobs or jobs in general, like even jobs that I had in the past for, for retail and, you know, before I started my career, right. Was, I didn't leave because the coworkers were bad or I had a problem with the manager. I left because just the situation was crappy 
and the people that you dealt with like customer wise or just you know general work was crappy is that the same that you had to deal with at gamestop really well like i said with um in rich's podcast exposed um the the thing was is that like that kind of job you could do anywhere you know what i mean like there was nothing particularly special about gamestop for what you were doing you know managing orders conversations with other stores dealing with customers you know that kind of stuff that that exists other places but um there was kind of like see i i like gaming um i've definitely kind of morphed on it a little bit as i've gotten older um and the thing with gamestop was like it was like a sensory overload yeah and and again i don't i don't want to knock any but like i, I know a lot of people take it seriously um and it's a big part of their lives into that hey kudos if that if it's a part of your life you know live and let live but sometimes people would come in with an attitude like it was the end of the world that something wasn't there <laughs> or, or or uh you know just really like a lot of passion went into something that um you know i i don't want to again i don't want to knock any person's passion or their what they're into or anything like that but there's like a level, you know, there's like a level where I'm thinking like, okay, what the hell am I going to do with my future? And this guy's complaining about like how many Pokemon are in this, you know what I mean? Like, right. No, dude, and, I, I totally get it. And at that point, when I got there, I don't want to say I checked out because I don't want to say like I half-assed anything, but, um, and I don't feel I did while I was there, uh, you know, considering I stayed the longest of anybody, <laughs> of anybody at that store. <laughs> but, um, you know, it just, it got to a point where it's like, I didn't see a future there. And frankly, there is none. No, uh, I mean, like you, like you said, and a bunch of people have said before, GameStop trying to sell you that working there is a, is a ticket into the gaming industry. is complete crap. Like it's not, it's just not. It isn't. And so, um, you know, you may ask like Sean of all the places to work right when you graduate from high school or while you're in college, why'd you stick there? It wasn't because I had some grand notion that I'd be, you know, the CEO of Nintendo someday. <laughs> right. Um, it was more so just like I felt, and I feel this way about anything. If you are passionate about something, if you really care about something, you're going to do a better job expressing that to people who buy things. So, you know, if um, if I care a lot about this game, all right, let's just say it's I don't know Grand Theft Auto or something dumb, all right. And I played it. I love the developer. I like the style. You know, I can talk about it. Well, if somebody comes into the store and says, hey, what's what's up with this game? I then can not put on a face. I can be genuine and say, oh, my God, man. Hey, this, it's this, this, and this. And I like that. It was like kind of like a, a getting paid for your hobby. Now, did you get paid a lot? No. Were there any benefits? There was one, but it wasn't worth it. <laughs> um no, seriously, it just—I'll tell you the honest truth—it just wasn't worth it. Yeah, no, sure. you'd be, get, be getting money taken out of something that you can barely use. So that—that wow. that sounds smart. Um, and again, um, it is what it is. Now, the thing is too is that when I was in school, when I was you know uh, in classes during the semesters and stuff, I worked there really part time. During the summer, though, however, I worked there fairly more, and the summertime is GameStop's slow time. So, you know, towards the end of the year, obviously Black Friday, Christmas. Yep. All the um, games it, come out around the fall rather yeah, than the summer. Big, 
the big games come out, that's when the it changes a little bit and it's more like just pure retail. And love it or hate it, there's not much you can p- complain about. On the contrary, though, all the horror stories you hear, and not not just from myself, but from any, anybody else, probably happened in the time where not a lot's happening. So, like the guy um, who, well, spoilers, who said something that he should never have said ever. That didn't happen when we were at our busiest. That happened on a random night, or you know, um, you know, the person who does X or the person who does Y. During the holidays, yeah, there's some people who are really, really rude, and some people who just, for whatever reason, are miserable. But it, there's like a there's like a mode of like, let's get in, let's get out, and then while you're working, it's just like a, all right, let's do this. We're trade off. You know, you're doing this now. You're doing this now. It's like a like a like contained chaos almost. And it flew by. I mean, I'm talking about something that happened four years, well, within four years, and it feels like it was yesterday. Yeah, it's weird how stuff like that too, because I have my own uh, retail horror stories as well that I'm going to tell on an episode of my podcast at some point. And it feels like, even though it was so long ago, it feels like they just happened or you can remember vividly everything. Like even like what the person looked like, what they were wearing, what it was like outside that day. Believe me, I can remember some of these pretty vividly. They keep me up at night. So <laughs> keep you up at night. Oh my god! Uh, but so yeah, so it, to to start it, that's kind of what drew me in. It's just I felt like pa- I I cared about gaming enough to be able to feel like I could sell what I like. I like the people who worked there, and uh, frankly, it was money, and it paid for the little things I had to pay for. Um, and uh, just while you're in college, and another thing too, to be fair, there was some job, like at the time, at least there was some job security. Like I knew I wasn't going to get fired. Um, and uh, so while I was in college, it was a good backup just to have, like, it was just, I knew where I had to be these days. And uh, as we'll probably get into, there are some things about that, that, um, you know, uh, could differ. Like if you didn't hit so many reservations or you didn't do this or something didn't happen you could lose the time that you were scheduled for um yeah we'll get to that and like talking about gamestop fails but yeah that's yeah that's that's not good um yeah what were you gonna say no no go ahead go ahead um yeah so i was gonna kind of segue into that since we're talking a lot about you know fails and management stuff i want to hear your take on before we kind of transition to the whole fails in general from you know man from the top down to the bottom into we'll get to the pressure of pre-order stuff like that. I want to know what you have to think about this whole coronavirus COVID-19 situation with GameStop claiming to be essential. What the hell were they thinking and how did they think that they could get away with that? So th- I saw something on Facebook that I thought was fake because, you know, there's a lot of fake stuff on Facebook, but sure. um, that showed what looked to be like a, the monitors that we had behind the register um, where you can view your emails, you can view your messages from whoever. And it looked fake. And then you go on GameStop Reddit, which by the way is open to anybody. And I highly recommend checking out because it's some of the funniest stuff you'll ever read. It is. (laughs) It Um, really is. And um, there were other people sharing it too. And to which I said, oh man, I, I couldn't believe it. And, um, they justified staying open because of the products and services they provide to be deemed, in their words, essential. Now, you asked what my take was on that. Well, I'm going to tell you something. It's not 
it's not essential. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, there's nothing that they sell or do by any stretch of the imagination that is. Now, if they're viewing themselves in the, in the eyes of like a Walmart or a Best Buy even, you know, Best Buy really isn't that essential. But in the case of an emergency and your refrigerator broke, well, Best Buy sells refrigerators. So I can see some necessity of keeping a place like that open. Right. And they sell yeah. washing machines and stuff too at Best Buy. Yeah. Or a computer. Like sometimes, yeah. you know, I can, I, well, especially if you're working from home, frankly, and you didn't have a computer before, you need to buy a computer. There you go. Absolutely. Or, you know, or whatever the case may be. Um, but for, for GameStop, I, you know, they, it's not the, see, the thing is you got to look at it two ways. They stayed open during a, a, a health crisis and you can argue what the, the significance of it was. Well, if you do some timing of when they were open, what two games were coming out that they were banking on making money for. Yep. Animal Crossing and Doom. Animal Crossing and Doom. Two and, huge selling games. Yeah. And he, here's the thing. They put, and I don't want to sound like some crazy, like, you know, anti-capitalist person or whatever, <laughs> but they put profits ahead of safety. And I, I'm going to sound really pretentious right now. I don't know what your take is. If, you, if you're a physical game guy or a digital game guy, the fact that they did that and risked their employees getting sick, maybe I can't, I can't. I can't endorse that kind of business model ever again. I'm 100% with you, dude. It's just so and, grimy how they did that. And it, the GameStop stores are so close quarters and small, too. You, well, that's the thing. And and then, too, they didn't shut down the service for uh, trading in stuff. No. So, so the and person, those are the dirtiest things. I, believe me, I know. I, I know <laughs> we'll we'll get to that later. But, yeah, I mean... God, I mean, money and oh. and the thing is too that they were they're so susceptible. Once this, you know, hopefully it happens sooner than later. But once this coronavirus COVID nineteen thing starts to die down a little bit, and people start figuring out when they got sick, like what was the thing that caused me to get sick, and they realize like that one, you know, God forbid, but that like that one GameStop employee who's like, yeah, you know, I actually started to feel sick while I was working here. There's a lawsuit on your hands. And I just, I don't want to make it overly, overly simplistic, but I, I don't even have words for how I feel about it. I, I, and I have friends who still work there who had to go there oh, during, during a health crisis. That's horrible. And, and the thing is too, is that, and, you know, depending on people who are listening to this or whatever job you have, when you work a job like that and it's dead and you're not doing anything, it's like what you know. It, it you feel like like what the what the heck am I doing here? Absolutely. You know? Yeah. It's like and you're, the, and you're wondering what's the point of being there if no one's even coming in the store because they're getting the games digitally. And I, again, he, here's the thing. So like I I pre-ordered Animal Crossing uh, physically because I, I I at that in a couple weeks ago I was still kind of being like yeah you know I'll get some games physically I guess. And I when when I. I was totally okay with the fact like, okay, maybe I'll have to download this because of this human health crisis that's occurring right now. You know, crazy concept guys. I have to change my schedule, you know? Um, but uh, when I got, I got a call from the GameStop I pre-ordered at just saying, Hey, just wanted to remind you that you had. And I'm, uh, I, 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 I want to avoid sounding pretentious, but 
if you went in to pick it up, pick up a game or shop there while this is going on, I don't think you took the severity of what's going on very seriously. I'm right there with you, dude. And and again, it's very easy for me to say, but like, if you if you went in and just did whatever you did, you touched stuff, and even if you're fine, even if you're not sick or whatever, that's not helping anybody and is a reason why GameStop stayed open because they knew somebody like you would come in. And I... I'm not for it. No, I just... dude, I'm I'm a hundred percent with you because even for me, like I don't even like going to the grocery store right now or go to just hell, like any just walking around people in general. Even if I am six feet, I just don't like that idea right now. And the fact that you people would want to go to a most GameStop are small; they're just one floor, just with everything kind of cluttered together, with people constantly touching stuff and looking at things. And uh, again, the used games as well. Who knows what happened with those? I just feel like it wasn't a good idea for people to go in there. And again, that people who went in there are absolutely part of the problem. Now, if they, if, if now, so in my state, um, they're not allowed to operate at all. They're not deemed essential in my state. So they are now officially closed. I don't know uh, if they are in your state. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. New Jersey, I believe they are considered non-essential because uh, I, I do still have to drive to work even though there's not many people in my job, it's not retail. Uh And I drive by a GameStop because it's on the way and they seem to be closed. So I'm pretty sure they're non-essential. So yeah, I live in Massachusetts and um, they, we did a thing for a little bit where some stores were open, uh, but they were doing curbside pickups. So like if you ordered something online and picked it up at store there, you just, like you just walk up to the door and the guy would hand you it. So there's very minimal contact. Oh, but even then though. Exactly. <laughs> even, even then. then. <laughs> like if and, it's a used game or something, you know? Oh yeah, exactly. Or whatever the case may be. Or how long it was sitting. Even if it's new, how long was it sitting there? Right. Um, And so that, they, they shut that down, which is good. Just to prevent the contact or whatever. But, you know, prior to that, all those people who had to go in and by no means of their own, like you have, if somebody hands you $20, you have to take it. And then, you know, you got to touch money. You got to yeah. grab this. It's exactly. just cash is so dirty, especially now I'm not using cash for anything. It's, ugh. it it's, it is ridiculous. And I, I gotta tell you, if this, if this doesn't kill them, and I don't know what to say because I don't know if you heard in Pennsylvania uh, when their governor or no, excuse me, the mayor of uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, he literally put a decree in that if any person who works at this store goes here, they won't be allowed to operate in that city ever again. Wow. I didn't see that. Yeah. So it, I'm pre- I'm almost positive and people who are listening to this, feel free to fact check me because I know what happened in Pennsylvania. I'm positive positive it was pittsburgh when they closed down non-essential businesses and gamestop said we are an essential business and had that letter that i was telling you about that email they got yep. saying if, if an officer comes in <laughs> yeah um, officer tell, comes and tell them yeah oh my god <laughs> you saw that letter too right it was yeah, so that- ridiculous like try to hey guys try to convince this the law enforcement police officer who's you know trying to look after the safety of people that we're essential because we sell cell phones and we help people you know cope with the the crisis at home like give me a break give yeah me a break, it, 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 it's so it's so shitty 
if that so the fact that they were almost deemed as a as a this business cannot operate in a state in the United States if that doesn't kill them i i genuinely don't know what will uh i mean i finances might but like <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I mean but i mean like i don't know how the hell their pr or whatever their response is uh, response to that because generally their response is nothing. They're just dead silent. And I wouldn't be shocked when this is over, with, when they're allowed to reopen, that they just pretend that they were never open to be like, yeah, we closed the minute the governor said to close down, or we closed the minute the president said to close down. You know what I mean? Well, that's not the truth. Right. And but yeah, dude, because it's crazy. I was listening to a thing. Um, you know who Mark Cuban is, right? He's, uh, yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. The owner of the Dallas Mavericks and, you know, yeah, yeah. Shark Tank. He said something very interesting, and, and he's like the only, you know, not to really get into politics, but he's like the only billionaire I tend to agree with on a lot of issues. Yeah, and, and a totally. Lot of stuff. No, he's a good guy. And he's a, he's a good guy, right. He said that the way businesses conduct themselves during this crisis is going to have a longer lasting impact on the, on the customer than the corporations realize. And I think yeah. that's exactly what's going to happen to GameStop because I'm telling you, whenever, who knows when it's going to be. Whenever things start going back to normal, and I go to a ge- and I drive past the GameStop, I'm gonna really hesitate before going in there. I'm gonna be like, you know what? Those guys really mistreated their employees. They really screwed them over, and they put customers and their employees at risk while management yep. was most likely working from home. Exactly. I, you yeah, know, I you I know. just exactly don't the feel yeah. right because the management they're working from home. They don't care. They don't care about their guys in the front lines because they're just concerned about dollar signs. And that is really going to have a lasting impact on my opinion of them. If, if this doesn't also push people to digital too, uh, I don't know what will, because the, the business model that they have in this day and age is antiquated. But also too, is just like this environment, say you're, st- you know, again, a lot of people are going through a lot of economic hardship. So I don't want to say that it's, oh, it's, you know, it's easier for some people. It's harder for some people, but Think of it this way. You you have a switch at home and you're like, God damn it, I want to play Animal Crossing. You look at every store in your town and you're like, well, none of them are open. And then you go on Amazon and Amazon says because they're Amazon, shockingly enough, doing something smart where they're going to prioritize health related uh, services and uh, shipments before they do like gaming stuff or anything that's not deemed essential like products, which kudos to them. Um even though by no means are they perfect. No, but, no, there's a lot of issues going on, but that is one thing they're doing right. Exactly. Like what you said about like Mark Cuban, he's like, people will look back on what these companies did. If if Amazon just says straight up, and they, they do say it right on the top of their website, like your order will most likely be delayed because we're trying to prioritize, you know, toilet paper or hand sanitizer, or, you know, whatever it is. Right. Um, as opposed to your, you know, uh, copy of... Uh, you know, I don't know, Ride to Hell Retribution or some shit like that. <laughs> right, right. Any um, video game or comic book or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. That's fine. But, um, you know, if this doesn't push people to that edge where it's just like, you know what, I don't I don't really need the physical thing unless you're a diehard collector and kudos to the people. So, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to wait until this is over. But um, I, I genuinely don't see how the hell they can come back after this like all right guys you're ready to buy games like after the after a legit health crisis no and especially like you like you just mentioned is that 
for me, for example, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to get Animal Crossing or not, but I saw a lot of my friends got it, and uh, a lot of my friends really want to get it and want to play. And literally, that day it came out, I woke up and said, you know what? I'm just going to splurge by this thing. It's going to be the last, you know, splurge by until this is over, until things start getting normal. And I just yeah, yeah, yeah. went on the digital store. I downloaded it and I started playing immediately. I didn't have to go to the store and deal with a guy and worry about getting sick or something. I just had it there. So I think that, being, could, that could, you know what I mean? Like, or being asked if you want to pre-order something. Oh God. Like, yeah. We'll get to that in a second, but yeah, it's just, it was just so much more convenient than having to deal with the hassle of going to the store. And guess what? It was the same exact price. Same exactly. price getting on the eShop than it is me going to GameStop. And now you have it. You don't have to worry about losing it. Yep. If you, if you take your Switch somewhere or whatever the case may be, if you Switch breaks and you get a new one, it's always there. Yep. It's on the SD and, card. Exactly. You'll never lose it. You always have it. It's just simpler, less plastic to waste. It's just, it's all around better. Right. And, and, and you know, again, I am all for people who want to collect the stuff. I'm all for their, and again, I'm all for there being a place where people have a similar hobby, similar interests, where they can congregate if we're all healthy. And uh, um, <laughs> right, and um, and uh, in a normal times, all right, and they all come together and they can just express what they're interested. In. I'm all for that. I am a thousand and ten percent, a thousand, a million percent, all for that. But. You know, I when I talked to Rich about this uh, a couple of weeks ago, or Review Tech USA, a few uh, weeks ago about this, um, I said that like if this is a place kind of like like a you know those like hobby shops where guys come together. Oh yeah, uh, I was just in one a to, couple months ago to do like you know it's not my cup of tea, but like Dungeons and Dragons or Magic the Gathering or whatever, where yeah. it, the the premise is not to sell stuff. It's just it's like a, it's just a place where people can go to enjoy what they enjoy with other people. Right. They do that with uh, model it, making and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, whatever your hobby is, it doesn't matter. But if that's what GameStop uh, is or was, or could be, I'm all for it to be a place to be haggled <laughs> because, <laughs> because, because you're trying to trade something in or, you know, you buy a console and it doesn't work. Uh, that's apparently refurbished um, or, <laughs> or whatever the case may be. You know, that's the kind of stuff that, um, you know, I, uh, I just don't, I genuinely don't see them transitioning in any sense, unless they go that route. I, I genuinely don't see it going that way. And I say that as somebody who I have friends who literally still work there and I wish them the best. Um, and for any person who does work there, who's just on the front lines, I, I'm willing to bet eight out of 10 of them are good people. Um, and I, I wish them the best. I don't want anything bad to happen to them financially or employment wise or right. whatever. It's not the worker's fault. No, not at all. If you're it's being told, to, if you're being told to do something and then being told the amount of money you make will be impacted by how well you do something that is deliberately hurting business. That's not your fault. So I want to get into that, Sean, because we keep, we keep alluding to, it and we keep mentioning it. The whole mm -hmm. concept of pressuring to be pre-order games. Why does corporate, every time you have to make a transaction, make their employees say, do you want to pre-order a copy of Red Dead Redemption 2? No. Do you want to pre-order a copy of Skyrim? No. Do you want to pre-order a copy of this? No. And they ask you over and over again until like, Eight or nine games later, you finally get to walk out of the store. Why do they do that? So the 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 real simple answer is it's a guarantee. Well, quote, air quotes guarantee that person's going to come back. So you have a, a you have a, a 
a routine customer. You know, if you get them right before the game comes out, now you know a month from now they're going to come back and then they're going to spend $60. So you just made whatever you make off of that. Uh. And then when you're there, you pose it again where you provide, I don't know, the day the game comes out, a trade-in bonus. So now they trade in a game instead of getting $20 to get $30 and now they have an extra $5 to work with. Oh, I wonder what you could put that $5 down towards. Oh, another pre-order. And it's just it's it's just a hook to keep things cyclical, but the real simple answer is to get that person whoever they are to come back again. And for some people, especially when physical was a little bit more prominent than it is now, totally makes sense because you're telling me a game that I know is probably going to sell out, I'm guaranteed a copy if I only put $5 down and I can pay it off over time. On paper, that sounds great. But the the, the premise behind it is they're going to have more than enough copies. And there's no, there's no benefit to going in months before and putting down money. Um, and then for a while too, um, you know, there was kind of an issue of like, if I put down the money and I never pick up the game, can I get the money back? Now, GameStop says yes, um, but there were a lot of people who would pre-order things and then didn't. And... Um, I know for a fact, somebody who I worked with canceled pre-orders that were old, like just random old ones and whatever the money they had on, they put on a trade card that we would use. If say somebody was short, say like a kid came in to buy something and was short, like five cents. All right. And you're like, you know what? And you take the card and just swipe it. So they wouldn't have to pay the five cents, but we were still making money. Oh, I see. Yeah. I, I, that, that was, yeah. but that was an, that was an employee taking some initiative to, you know, do that. You know what I mean? Right. Um, that was not something that like GameStop said you should do. That was something that a guy said, Hey, you know what? We should probably do this because people will, re- I don't know, crazy concept, respect us for looking out for them yeah, and, right. being, and, be, and being, and being, <laughs> being nice, nice and not, <laughs> and not getting pissed off over, you know, five cents. Um, but you know, I, the the um the uh i lost my train of thought i'm sorry no it's okay you're you're getting into the fact that um being like being nice to to employees goes a long way as opposed to shoving down like corporate oh yeah the spiel by yeah yeah. so yeah the spiel was like so you have like an older woman coming a grandmother for i don't know holiday coming up easter and mike and i could say this as real quick as a side note sean that my grandmother just so happens that she typically is the one who buys me the video games and uh-huh. even, even since i was a kid that's just she always did that for me and i was always appreciate that and that's kind of one of our things and uh, yeah, you know totally, it, it's just you know it's just a nice thing that that she always does and that's one of the things how we get along and stuff um she did that at gamestop and one time for my birthday she told me that she went to GameStop and she's just like, I don't know if I could shop there again to get your games because they asked me a million questions that I don't even know the answer to. Exactly. And the thing is, is that we, so I'll, the honest truth is, is that if a, if a woman, if a, uh, <laughs> if, okay? it, yes, just <laughs> something, something fell real quick and haunted. But anyway, um, so, uh, yeah, like if of an older woman or older man or whoever who you can just tell from a mile away is not interested, doesn't know what you're going to ask them, and just wants to buy whatever they have in their hands for their grandson or kid or themselves, maybe who knows. 
you can just tell immediately that that person's going to say yes or no. And then somebody a little bit more age, like if, if you came in, you, you and I are around the same age, you know, if, um, if you came in and I could kind of tell you're a little bit more savvy on how these things work. Yeah. Maybe I'll ask you, but if your grandmother came in, I probably wouldn't ask her because I know she's going to say no. And that's less time I have to talk to her and more time I can spend on the next customer to keep business moving. But exactly, of course, because but of course, she's going to buy the game anyway because she's there. Yeah, exactly. And then there's certain things you could aim at. Like I'll be honest, now I'm putting on the GameStop hat again. <laughs> the I can imagine, you know, your grandmother comes in or a grandmother comes in, and she buys a game for her grandson, and then you say, "Hey, that's a gift. Don't you want to protect it?" And then to she to where she says yes, and then you say, "Okay, for three dollars." We can add a warranty on it for a year. So if anything happens on their end, they can come back in a new copy, which again, to defend GameStop, I did the same thing on the Exposed podcast. I will defend that policy. That is a real thing. If you spent $3 on those warranties and you came back, if and or but you got another version of what you bought originally, that is a real thing that does exist. I, and if you happen to shop there for whatever goddamn reason, I do recommend getting it because you are guaranteed to get another copy of whatever that is for exactly one year, if any, regardless if, if it breaks or anything like that. Right. Um, but see, that's something that makes sense in that transaction with that person. But Especially to be if like, it's a gift, exactly. Yeah, it, it, and that's just normal conversation. That's how normal people talk, but the higher-ups at GameStop, and I, I, I'll, I'll segue to a quick little story yeah please, so so please. so we had um when i first started working there um we and you've probably seen this in people listening you've probably seen guys working there at gamestop with like a like an ipad and the ipad can look up coupons it can look up uh active offers it can look up pre-orders it can look up all this stuff and there's two ways to look to look up somebody's information you can manually type in their power pro number or card number, which is really long and you're never going to memorize it. Or you asked for their phone number. So one of the higher ups one day came in to GameStop, my boss's boss's boss. Oh, and this is the kind of guy who uh, just screamed like PR. Yeah, like, screamed corporate marketing, you know. He, he tucked in yeah. his, he, he tucked in his polo shirts and, you know, uh, and ironed his jeans, that kind of guy. <laughs> yes, I, I know those kind of people. And so he comes in and he, he has, we have like a little powwow meeting where he's like, hey guys, we're going to try a new approach with the iPads. And this is when, like when we first got the iPads. And he's like, we're just going to try going up to different people or whatever, different customers would come up. And we want to just try the sales pitch of for asking people for their phone number um, to look up their Power Up Pro account. And they gave us the script. They're like, just word it the way you want to word it and then go up to somebody and ask them. So we all took turns. I went up to somebody and the person says, yeah, no, I'm all good. I'm all set. I'm not going to give you my phone number because I'm a total stranger. I don't need to know your phone number. Right. The next guy goes up, asks the same thing his way, totally fine. The employee could kind of, not the employee, the customer could kind of tell like, yeah, you guys are being asked to do this. Totally fine. No issue. The manager of my store goes up, does the same exact thing, still doesn't work. Then he's like, hmm, I wonder why it's not working. And then there's this guy in the back, like the GameStop I worked at, the Xbox games were at the back of the store. 
and I don't know, he's looking at the games and the guy walks up with his, you know, tucked in polo shirt <laughs> and, and proceeds to, he looked like a dork or I don't know how else to put it. The guy <laughs> looked, the guy looked like an absolute pushover. I don't know what the hell he's doing now, but he, he just sucked. He just, he just, he just sucked. And, um, he walked up to the guy and without even doing the sales pitch, he's like, Hey man, can I get your phone number? And the guy looked at him and he's like, no. And he's, and then the I swear to God, he said, after the guy said, no, the, this corporate guy, I don't know what his exact, I don't remember the exact position off the top of my head, but relatively high up proceeds to say, why can't I get your phone number? And, and <laughs> no. I swear to, I, 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 dude, I, I wouldn't lie to you. Holy I swear to God, crap. the guy walks, the guy he was asking walked right out of the store. He comes back to us and he's like, I don't know why that didn't work. And, he, and <laughs> no. I, and internally, wow. it was the most tone deaf thing, uh, retail thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. You you ask people random people. You have nothing on you that implies you work there. <laughs> you have an iPad that does not imply that you work. It's just like a normal iPad. Yeah. And you go up to people and ask for their phone numbers without any context, and you're surprised people say no. Wow. But, I mean, that's just like one on one. That's like imagine just go back to high school or college, whatever. Imagine you just go up to random people in your class. Hey, can I get your phone number? Hey, can I get your phone number? That's exactly what that guy was doing. And and then, but it didn't click home to him. There's like you just lost a sale. That guy would have bought something, and we would have made money. But because you had to go out of your way to be a friggin' weirdo, <laughs> creep him out, yeah, and creep him out, he left. And oh. that's and that's the the thing that I I <laughs> just don't I don't know if they like it. Literally seems like trying to fail because for Christ's sake, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to hear that conversation and be like, you know, that's the. And the guy's like, what do you mean that's the problem? It's like, you're kind of being weird. And the guy, and the guy, <laughs> and the guy, to no surprise, says, I'm not having it because he realizes there's things more important than video games like your, I don't know, privacy. But, oh my God, that's the shit that just, I, you would read the script. You would, you would get the, 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 the download. You'd get the, the, uh, you know, the, the memo like, hey, we're trying or whatever. And again, everybody did this differently. Everybody had their own spin on it. I had my own spin on it. My manager had their own spin on it, so on and so forth. And you made it work. Like, you know, that warranty thing I was telling you about? Yep. I was really good at doing those. Like that was my thing because I, as you could tell, I don't even work for the company anymore and I still recommend it. Right. Cause it's a practice you believe in. Exactly. And I had they are called GPGs. That's what that the little term is. Any person who works at GameStop can agree with me because that's just what they're called. And um, the 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 numbers for those, you would see how many pre-orders you got, how many trade-ins you got, and by trade-ins, like how many trade-in sales you did, how many pre-owned games you sold, and then you'd see like GPGs. And mine were like the highest ever, like in the store. Wow. Not ever, like not like I, I know weird flex, but. <laughs> But like, um, you know, mine were just from our store, like mine were like in the, everybody else is like in the forties, mine were the nineties. And the thing was, is that, okay. And now I'm going to sound a little, you know, like why didn't I get recognition for something I was exceeding in there? I am 
obviously proving that if you say it this way, it works and we're making money off of this. And yet it didn't change anything. And that's when, and, and I said this on Rich's podcast too, not to keep segueing and saying, Hey, I was on another guy's podcast no, it's, too. It's true. Cause there's a lot of context between the two. But, but the, the, um, the, the, the thing is, is that like, if you're putting in that extra effort to try and make something work by adding your own twist to it. So you're not only putting in, you know, not that this is hard at all, but like just being personable, being respectful, understanding the product, understanding the, the, um, the atmosphere with the customer and it works and you don't get any recognition for it. Your initiative to try to do better dwindles completely. And you're like, screw this. I don't, if I'm putting in all this work and I'm not getting any sort of, you know, recognition or reward or anything, why am I going to keep doing this? And so then if that person says, screw this and leaves, the overall quality of a customer's experience will just dwindle over time because the person doesn't care. I don't care if this person yells at me. I don't care if this person hates me. I don't care if they buy anything. It doesn't matter because if, if I excel, excelled it on, uh, on every transaction I did, nobody would care. And if I do poorly, nobody cares either. So even going there as a consumer, you're like, maybe I'm going to hit a home run with this person and this guy's going to be super chill or this guy's going to be an asshole. Who knows? When you're an employee, there's no incentive to be nice. And then when you try to put in the extra work, like the people I worked with did or myself or whoever, avoiding sounding pretentious, it, it, there's no, there was no incentive. And it just made going that extra mile not worth it, which just completely diminishes the whole point of working there, to be frank. Right. And I think, because I want to ask you this too, because I think any job that you can work in where you believe in the work you're doing and you, genu and you genuinely believe that what you're doing is good or helpful or, you know, it's just something you're passionate about, it goes a long way when you actually do the job. Like, like with the, the sales of getting the, you know, the, the disc quarantine stuff, because, hey, that's a pretty good practice and that's a pretty good deal to get. So you want to promote it. Whereas I, I want to ask you this, because I feel like a lot of the people who run GameStop from the corporate level, the very top, are so detached from what's currently going on in the gaming industry that they're just a bunch of sales guys who just... I don't know if they just graduated college with a regular sales degree or they're just generic salespeople that have no idea what's going on in the gaming industry who just look at dollar signs and they're making, you know, when you worked at GameStop and the guys now just say and do these things that don't make any sense in the context of the modern gaming industry. Like even stuff that, that worked with the seventh generation of consoles, promoting used games, uh, you know, promoting older controllers and stuff like that. Those worked, but times are different now. And especially going to the ninth generation consoles, the gaming industry has evolved. Those people at the top don't understand. They're not following the industry trends because they don't know the gaming industry. And correct me if I'm wrong, but that's based on the guy that you told me who, you know, who was given those numbers or asking people for those numbers. I feel like that's the trend right now in their company. Yeah. So like they, I agree with you hundred percent. Um, just judging by what, like what that guy did and just the general sense of like, not it's just they don't get it and the thing is is that they're in such a great position really they really are just because of the, the areas they have and the clientele that they have who work there um to transition to be a place where people get it but and i'm not trying to sound ageist because there's people who are considerably older than you and i who 
would come in like in their fifties. I don't know if they were in their sixties, but they're their forties and like in their fifties uh, who were like really into it. Like they really, for whatever reason, really cared about gaming. Sure. They and were, a lot of people, were, believe it or not, in that age group do care about a lot about gaming. Yeah. The, the biggest um, demographic for people who play games, I think is in their thirties. I think like if you really did the math, they have the most uh, disposable income yes, at the moment. Thirties to mid forties, I believe. Yeah. Something like that. Something and like that, that. Make, and, and if you do the math, that makes sense because they were the first generation to grow up with gaming. So it makes more sense. But the point is, is like in uh, total side swing that I remember there was this, I mean, older couple, like I'm talking teetering on 80 who would come in together. It was the cutest thing ever. His husband and wife, they'd come in and they would buy games and they'd be like, yeah, we love this. And they're in their eighties. Wow. That's and, incredible. That's yeah. So they had, cool. they, they had an Xbox one. He had the whole headset and everything. He came in and bought a headset oh. and I, I swear to God, this is a real thing. And he's like, yeah. So when my, my wife's asleep, I can put the headset on <laughs> and I can play whatever I play. And they would play like racing games and really lighthearted stuff. But oh, it's that's the, so cool. It's the principle of the thing that there's no age on any of this stuff. Yeah. So the re the reason I say that is because there are legitimately some people who work there and I don't know all, I'll be honest, I don't know all the inner workings of every, you know, higher up who works there, no, nor should I. But the guy who comes in with the, you know, the the tucked in, you know, polo shirt and jeans, that guy had, would look at a console and be like, what the hell is this? Right. I bet and you then, if he, 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 I bet you if he saw a, an Xbox One and a PlayStation 4, he couldn't tell the difference. Oh, 100%. Even if you had like big signs next to him saying, this is the PlayStation 4 and this is the Xbox. You'd be <laughs> yeah. like, I, I, I don't know what I'm... <laughs> yeah. Um, exactly. And now to be fair, in these companies, sometimes you have to... I mean, now I'm putting on my uh, my uh, management minor hat right now. Yeah. Um, sometimes you have to have people who have external experiences who look at things analytically to tell you what's working and what's not working. Sure. So as, So as a corporation... Of course, these people exist, and of course, there's the paper pushers and the and the people who you know who just make the Excel spreadsheet or whatever who go through the analytics and be like, "This is working, this isn't working," and here are trends that other companies have done that may work. A hundred percent. There's no denying that. And like this, the current people who run GameStop probably look at it as more of like, a, excuse me, a a, a money making opportunity, which again. Hey, you got to support that hustle somehow. But the uh, the the not understanding where the the industry's going, how it's changing, and sticking to these roots that are corroding and rotting uh, whatever's left of some basis that this company has, um, you know, it's not doing them any favors. Where there's a bunch of people, I'm not saying myself, but there's probably a bunch of people a little older than us who are like, God damn it. I know how to fix this. And it would go there to whoever the hell they got to talk to a corporate and somebody there like with his feet up on the desk with a cigar, be like, yeah, that's nice. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then, and then as they watch the stock just continue to drop and be like, well, when it's low enough, somebody might buy us. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, that's a way of looking at it. And that is a real way of looking. Um, but for everybody else, like you and I, we see that and it's like, yeah, you know, there's more to it than just that. And it's in the thing is too, is that gaming is not the same thing as, you know, a normal, like it's bigger than 
uh, just going to a store and buying it. It's the friends you make. It's the community. It's your relationship with these characters and these experiences. And for some people, it's their livelihood. Yeah, absolutely. And and, um, it's a part of my life, just like it's probably a part of your life, just like it's a part of a whole bunch of people's lives, just like how movies are or music or anything like that. It's on the same pantheon of that where gaming is different than anything else, but it's kind of the same thing as music and movies and TV and books and all that stuff where it means more to different people in different ways. Um, And they just don't view it that way. And again, I get why they don't, but if they did, they would probably look at this and be like, we can, we can, we can, we can size down a little bit, focus on what the consumers want. And at the same time, rebuild our brand to be what it was when we were little kids. Um, it's kind of like this abyss of like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing ever for people of all ages. And well, they're just not doing that. Right. No, exactly. They're not. And they're just so out of touch because I always point to this example, dude, people who go into a GameStop and they have to watch that television news show with what's her name? What's her name? (laughs) I forgot, but she's some celebrity who obviously doesn't know about games. Nobody goes in there to see gaming news. Well, crazy. So, so all right, I'll, play devil's advocate on this so you know who uh you know what kind of funny is right yeah i know kind of funny yeah all right so like greg miller tim gettys yep for uh, my ign guys former ign guys exactly formerly colin moriarty r.i.p all awesome does his own thing but anyway um they for like a little moment they were on uh the gamestop tv and funhouse was and uh the rooster teeth guys oh yeah but those are popular shows though Exactly. But hear me out for a sec. If that's what they see, that made sense because people would come in and like, oh, that's the YouTuber I love. Oh, they're talking about this. Now, obviously it's not their normal. They can't swear. They can't be really honest. But hey, if they're talking about a game that looks cool and that's a YouTuber that I like, from an aesthetic point of view, like, okay, they're trying. Right. It's it's different. And it's 100% different. But the actual like, man. I can't wait for Crayola Scoot to come out on <laughs> yeah. on the on the PlayStation Four. Can't wait to play that, guys. And there's like a guy, you know, is j- totally just like they have this one guy who does these unboxings with all the, the dumb shit they sell, and he has like the least enthusiastic voice ever. And I'm not knocking the guy; like, it's not the easiest thing to probably do, but he has no charisma, and he's like, wow. I can't wait to unbox this Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> I gotta look that up. I don't know who that and guy is. I he's I don't know his name, but oh. he's been there forever. And I think he I think he runs their social media, which go figure doesn't work. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like oh he put God. like he just he looks so not interested. And it's his voice. His voice is just like, dude, you're not meant to do this. And I'm not knocking the guy. I'm not saying it's you know there's a point to it's like, dude, I don't know who saw this video and who edited it, but I don't know. Three brain cells could look at that and tell you, yeah, you know, that's, uh, that wasn't good. That wasn't a good take. And, and it feels fake. And that's the thing I was going to say. That's the thing. It feels fake. And it's so easy to see that it's fake because the reactions people are having are not genuine. And you can see it in their eyes. 
like there's this weird thing about like when people smile if your eyes squint when you smile you're smiling like whatever it is you're happy like in a photo but if you smile and your eyes are open your fate you're forcing the smile yep so like a lot of celebrities when they take photos with a bajillion people who they don't know their eyes are wide open they're just doing a fake smile but their eyes are if their eyes were closed and they, you know, they have their arm around somebody and they're taking like a selfie or whatever, that means that there was a connection there, that that person left an impact. When those people laugh and when those people smile and they're, you know, doing the cutaways or whatever, it's not, it's just, you can feel it. It's just, oh, and believe me, when you work there for eight hours or- Oh, and you have to listen. I was going to say, you have to, you have, had to listen to that crap oh, for, oh my God. God. It's, and it's such, you know, you know what I mean? Like- Again, not to knock her because, again, you know, you do what you got to do to get money and be uh, be on TV, oh, yeah, 100%, entertainment, yeah. 100%. But, you know, and she's reading off the script. She's doing what she has to tell me. Trust me, I get it because I work in media. I know how those anchors and reporters have to do because I've, I've seen it firsthand. And I, I know I know that's just what they have to do. I have buddies of mine who are reporters who are anchors. And they tell me all the time, yep, you know, sometimes we get to do multiple takes because the producer wants us to sound like this. Fine. But – it just doesn't work. It's, it's, you know what I mean? She sounds so high-pitched and trying to be like, and now Doom Eternal comes out next week and you guys are going to love this game. Like, it's so fake. Pre-order it's it so, now. Pre-order it now. <laughs> it's You're going to love this game. And again, random Jump Force, guys. Jump Force is the next big fighting game. It's like, God, they're trying to promote every somewhat popular game that they can market, even though the, the general consumer knows it's going to be bad. Like... Honestly, uh, all they should do on those TVs is just play trailers. That's, that's it. it. That's all they had to and do. Play trailers and be all. like, wow, that game looks cool. You know, oh, wow. Uh, you know, the new trailer for Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, that looks awesome. I don't need someone telling me about Final Fantasy VII Remake that's fake when I can either A, go on YouTube and look it up and hear, you know, a, a real honest critic talk about it, or B, just see a talking head for most of the time when I can. You know, depending uh, if the store's crowd or what, could barely hear what she's even saying. You know exactly. And here's some real here's some real inside baseball. So when the store closes, um, it that TV's still on and it switches to like a pre-recorded message from like somebody at like their headquarters or whatever. It's the oh. same people talking, and they still have the same enthusiasm about like, hey guys, we got to hit these sales for this thing, and it's no like, way. And I swear to God, I didn't know the, that. Holy and the, crap. And it's the same actors they have being like, yeah, guys, you got to hit it. And it's like, oh, all right, God. please, you got to stop. Because if the guys at the top echelon think, oh, we got them now. We got them, we got them hook, line, and sinker. They're going to love this. <laughs> and then we listen to the, the, the spiel all day. And then we're cleaning up. We're, you know, vacuuming. We're putting out new games. We're price changing you know whatever you know getting ready for the next day and all of a sudden the trailer stop it gets real quiet and it would get pitch quiet because you've been listening to music and dumb stuff all day it would be like a pin drop and you could hear it and then all of a sudden it would be one of those people being like hey guys so quarter three was a really good quarter or whatever and then you'd see somebody like sitting on a couch like yeah and it's like shut <laughs> the Oh. So they really try to act like their company is doing well and they're successful. Yeah, it, and, oh my! God. <laughs> well, I mean, they would say wow. they would say real. 
I mean, credit where credit's due. They would say real stuff like, hey, guys, we're going to do, be doing this and we want to try to hit this goal. Yeah, 100%. That makes sense. That's a normal thing to say. But the people who would be like encouraging you to do it were the same people telling you to buy Crayola Scoot. So <laughs> it's like, yep, yep, I feel I feel like I got my backing on this So one. not only are they trying to act fake to their customers, but they're also trying to act fake to their employees. To like drive home the fact that that's the message that they want. Oh, God. And I, and I get somebody somewhere in Grapevine, Texas or wherever their real headquarters is is probably thinking and looking at that like, yeah, we really spent a lot of time producing this and making this nice. And to their credit, occasionally they'd have like a cool, cool, like here's a good example. You know that Xbox controller that's made for people who have like various disabilities? Oh yeah, that's a, I love that controller. It's such a cool concept. It's it's a gr- a, amazing idea, like a real, because it's not going to sell well because just the demographic of people who that applies to is not as big as the average consumer. But it's not the point. It's the fact that this multi-billion-dollar company looked at that. It's like we want people to play games, no matter what their predicament is. Exactly. And to be fair, they did. I remember because that's how I found out about it. I remember being at work, and they had like a ten or not ten, maybe it was like six-minute segment just devoted to that controller that we didn't even sell. And I'm like, you know what? Okay, that's cool. You know, um, and then it proceeded to you know fall by like make sure you pre-order Creole scoots so, you know uh <laughs> right. you know um or whatever stupid game jump force or you know any poo-poo game but yeah um and there were glimmers there were glimmers of hope like hey you know there's this cool thing hey we're gonna show you some behind the scenes stuff that's cool did they do it very often of course not because excuse me why spend money if you don't have to because I just feel like if they did that, though, like like on those TVs, if they just play trailers, you know, maybe have some YouTube celebrity come on real quick and just say, hey, guys, you know, welcome to GameStop or whatever. Here's a quick rundown of games that are coming out. Not even say if they're good, just here's what's coming out. Stuff like that. Or show those trailers like, hey, look at Microsoft doing with their amazing control for people with disabilities. That would go a long way rather than someone trying to literally read off a fake script trying to sell you on just stuff that most people already know. You know what oh, I'm saying? A hundred percent. So a hundred percent. That's just how I feel about the TVs. And, and I'm glad you agree with me on this, but I need to hear. So we kind of talked about the, the corporate end and, and the mistakes they're making. I need to know personally, because part of the reason I had you on the show is because you have awesome stories, legendary GameStop stories, <laughs> some of which you said you haven't told yet. So, I'm going to let you take it from here. I want to hear some GameStop stories. All right. So, <laughs> so one, one thing that I, I love because so uh, we would have nicknames for each other. So, uh, well, how is the best way I could put this? You know what? Screw it. I, I don't care. So my last name's McCarthy. And I told those guys a story once about some person who spelled my name wrong and so my nickname while I worked there was Makati, and uh, it's dumb. And I'm not expecting anybody to laugh at it. It was a dumb inside <laughs> joke. Uh, as you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny because it's like, you know, I, I know those things as inside jokes. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, dumb little things. And, um, you know, so we would come up with nicknames for each other. And this one guy came in once. This, this 
this dude i don't know how to describe him he just kind of like that guy who thinks like hey man what's up you know what's going on man hey can you get me a deal can you get me this oh those kind of people yeah and he came and he came in with like a cardboard box and it had a bunch of like when people bought dvds they came in these things called cases and you could fold them out so you could take the uh the advert for whatever movie you were watching and put in something else and this guy had probably like 20 of them and like he'd open and uh, I wasn't doing the trade in, and this guy opened it up, and you know checked the disc out and put it back in the case, and then typed in whatever game it was like Madden '06, and the guy I don't know got let's just say twenty dollars or whatever, and occasionally the manager would come by to just take a look at the trade in, being like, yeah that's good, hey did you double check this, hey make sure you put that as defective, hey we can't take this and you know dumb stuff like that, or whatever, and. The, the guy finishes the transaction and everything's cool. And that guy is still being like, oh man, why can't I get that deal? Why can't you do that? Hey, can you lower the price on? Hey, can I get this? You know, like all that kind of stuff or whatever. And the manager walks up behind the counter and they're processing the trade, which is like, you get all the stickers printed out, you put the games in the sleeves or whatever. And I'm ringing somebody out and my manager's like, hey, I think these are fake. And I, I swear to God, man, every single one of them was like a burnt disc. Whoa. No, but like they weren't even, they weren't even like good. Like it was like Madden 06, but the, like the printer was off. So like the hole was cutting out the guy's face. So he printed his own like blank CDs and tried to sell them. He took DVDs. Well, no, no. So he, 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 they're all DVDs from like random movies. He probably oh, from had. like random like two dollar movies. He got the dollar if store. You, if you peeled off like the back of it, it was like cheaper by the dozen. You oh, know? I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, and so, <laughs> so, oh my god! I remember the minute I turned around and saw that too. I'm like, dude, you gotta be shitting me! <laughs> and he's like, I didn't. And the guy who did it, no, I mean, they were. It was. Let me be honest, all right. I'm not trying to throw shade, but they were fake. Like you could just tell from a mile, like, yeah, right. no, there's no and so the transaction already gone through. The guy had gone so at the GameStop I worked out, we didn't give cash. We only gave trade credit. So he had his trade credit card and he could put do whatever he wants with it. And he, I don't know if there was any process of like rescinding the money on there, you know, like you know, like, hey, we're gonna give you the games back or taking back the money we gave you. I never yeah. once ever saw that occur ever. Um uh, but, um, that, that guy went to go do that. He went to go shop or whatever. And then my manager's like, Hey man, can you come over here first? He's like, yeah, what's up? And he's like, he, <laughs> he's like, Hey man, no disrespect, but these are, these are fake. Oh, whatever. He's like, no, nah, man, man, I got that prime Xbox 360 graphics, man. That's some prime shit. I what? swear to God. That's what he said. He's like, what? yeah, man, I got that prime Xbox 360 graphics. That's some real shit. And so the guy who traded in, his name was Eric. I'm not going to give away his last name. His name was Eric. And so Eric was on that day dubbed Bootleg Eric. And <laughs> bootleg Eric. <laughs> bootleg Eric. And I, I, swear, I called him that until the day he left. <laughs> um, I, yeah, hey, I, was called, I was called McCarty. I had to come up with something. Yeah, Bootleg Eric. Wow. Um, but it's just like... It, it, I, I wish I had a photo of it 
I really do. Like, I, I wish there's so many things I wish I took a photo of and, and like in the moments these things happen. But like that was one of those things that just it it didn't it just look it was so fake. It was beyond fake. And then so another thing that happened. So at a lot of these retailers during the holidays, they hire seasonals. And right. um a lot of them were really, really good guys. Like really really genuine good guys two were not and i'm going to tell you about those two so this one guy named uh let's call him adam i don't think that was his real name let's just call him adam sure and he um i was showing him how to do certain things or whatever and so what we were practicing was like hey man when it gets busy and we do trade-ins or people bring the empty game cases up we put them at the end of the counter and then we want you here at the end of the counter to put them back just so it doesn't get overloaded on the back counter to which he says, yeah, man, that makes sense. And we are practicing it out and it's taking them a, like a le- ridiculously long time just to find wh- where the, like say it was battlefield, A, 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 B. There you go. You know, not, it's not that complicated. Right. He, it was just taking him a, like an exceptionally long time. And then like around, I don't know, 6.30 that night, he's, uh, the manager's at, hey man, can you go, uh, you can go take your break. He's like, all right, man. And he went out back and I had to go to the bathroom. So I took a leak and I walked out back and he is like just zonked out back. No. Like, just, like no, just like head on the, ca- like we had like a back table desk, head on the counter, just zonked. And I, I'm like, I'm not going to wow. bug him. Maybe he's not feeling good or yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? So I go do my thing. I come back out. He comes out and then not perfectly on time he comes back out of the uh of the um the back or whatever and he's still putting the things back or whatever and then you see him kind of like you know when somebody looks like they're gonna pass out yep like they're kind of like waving back and forth a yeah little they're bit. like looking you know hazy yes the dude is drooling from his mouth and oh. i don't want to insinuate anything but you, we're smart enough to put two and two together to yeah. get four that guy was on something. Oh my and god! And he did it in the break room. He, he had to have, or maybe before, or it was just hitting him at that point. Oh. He was so at, dude, so out of it. Like, like oh. you couldn't even talk to him. He was fired immediately. Yeah, he worked there for maybe four hours, and he was already he, that desperate to do to start yeah, messing and, and around. I, I, wow. I, yeah, and I, I'm not. I'm not. Hey, everybody has whatever, but like. Don't do it at work. No, like, you just, can't do that at work, man. What, <laughs> general, what are you doing general, at home? Especially you work in the public. And we weren't even that busy, but he was like, I, I just, I have a vivid memory of standing at the register and looking down where the, 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 uh, the counter went and then down where the TV was, where the PlayStation games were, and then all the way at the back, like I said before, where the Xbox games were. And he, he was wearing a white polo shirt and jeans. And I remember him just rocking back and forth. And I'm like, oh, man. And I told my manager, and I'm like, hey, buddy. I'm not going to say his name either. Like, hey, man. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't think Adam's doing too hot. And he had, they had a conversation. I never, I, to this day, I've never seen him again. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, maybe who knows where he is even now. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, to be fair, I hope he's doing well and I hope that he has a very prosperous life and figured things out. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. you know, knock on wood, hopefully. So another guy who was a seasonal who I I just couldn't stand. um, I actually generally don't remember his name. That's how much I didn't really care for. 
Um, that's a <laughs> shitty thing to say, Sean. Anyway, <laughs> no, it's so true, uh, man. Trust me. Um, you know, uh, I don't remember him. I don't remember his name, but he had, he was like my height and I'm not the tallest guy ever. I'm five, eight, but, um, he's like a little shorter than me and he older than me. He's in his thirties, completely shaved head. And he had a, like, he had a bushy beard. Um, and he came off like the chillest dude, you know, like he just, he was like super chill, super nice. And now that I think about it, I do remember his name, but I'm not going to say it. And then like when we're shooting the shit, like it's, you know, nobody's there. We're just kind of like, you know, detoxing a little bit and just no pun intended. And, um, and just kind of like, you know, rewinding for the day. You know what I mean? He'd tell these stories or whatever. And then he'd get like super aggressive, like really, 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 really aggressive. And I, I you know, it was like a weird, like, you know, when you have a conversation with someone who switches, and you're like, oh, all right, man. And yeah. Like, yeah. And then they're like, yeah, man, it sucked. Fucking sucked. And you're like, okay. Okay, relax. Chill out. And and, and it kind of, the conversation ends, you know? That's how like every conversation with him went. Where like he'd be talking about something and he'd get like super serious and then it would end. And I, he, he, he's just, he started off super cool. And then when he would, you start talking to him, he just, it different, it didn't click. So he, he worked there for a little bit and then he left. And then, um what fucking final fantasy game came out that uh you know the 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 online one like 14 oh yeah i'm not a big final fantasy guy but yeah i think it's okay fair enough it's not my it's not really my thing either yeah i think it's 14 the online it wasn't 15 it was the online one right so like it was like oh my god storm whatever it was something like that he pre-ordered the special super edition one when he worked there and when this is the secret truth about pre-orders, you only have it for 48 hours. So it doesn't matter how much money you put down. If you don't show up within the first two days, they will sell your copy. Now, here's the thing. The money that you put down- You can get back. You can get back. Or if they have it in the same thing in stock, they'll you know give you that version. Like You don't have one with your specific name on it. And again, it only lasts for 48 hours. So he comes in one day and his girlfriend's with him. And his girlfriend's given off like kind of shitty vibe. She's just has an attitude or whatever. And he comes up to the counter. He's like, Hey man, I just want to pick up my pruder. He's like, it's good to see you. I'm like, Hey, you know, and I'm trying to be nice. I'm like, yeah, Hey man, it's good to see you. You know what I mean? Hope you're doing well. And so the, <laughs> we, he's like, yeah, man, I pre-ordered this thing. I look up his name. I find the, I, I, I find the things like, yeah, there it is. And I'm looking at the release date and it was like in February. And now we're in like, I don't know, May oh, of God. that year. Months later. Again, I want to emphasize, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, he worked here. He worked at this specific place. He worked for this company. <laughs> he, he, we're like, yeah, man, I don't think we have it. And he's like, what do you mean you don't have it? I pre-ordered it. And I'm like, uh, well, you, and I, I'm, I'm just saying the thing I would tell anybody. It's like, well, you didn't come in. And also you worked here. So there's not really an excuse. Now yeah. you forgot, you forgot, you forgot. And you just suck it up and you're like, whatever you would have thought. Like I like called his grandmother, the C word. You know what I mean? Like you would have thought crap. You would have that. He was, he was so pissed. He's like, I can't believe you. You guys suck. I can't believe you guys do. Like he was like a dick. He's like, I, Oh, this company sucks. You guys suck. I can't believe you'd help. You wouldn't help me out. And then my manager at the time was like, dude, you didn't call. You didn't say anything. 
you know, you didn't do you like, he made a whole scene about it or whatever. And then his uh, girlfriend to the rescue proceeds to say that we all suck and call us all names or whatever. So we gave him the money back and he left. And then the next person in line was like, what was his problem? And then I think, I forget who, it wasn't me. It was somebody else who said it. It was like, I think he's just like a disgruntled employee or whatever. That guy fucking sucked, man. I, I, he sucked. Oh man. And it just, it did, it just didn't make any sense. It's like, dude, you freaking worked here. Like for Christ's sake. He worked there and he should know the policy anyway. And let me tell you something. Was it the end of the world? Fancy's fancy Final Fantasy game. Well, I'm going to tell you something. No, it's not. No, it's you not. Can, you, you can live without it. And guess what? The money that you put down, all the whopping $5. <laughs> you get back. You get back and or we can just order it for you and have it delivered to your house. How convenient is that? And nope. I just don't understand, too, this. Like, if he was really that excited for this game and he wanted that that bad, why didn't he just pick it up when it first came out? No, because see, he worked there, so he assumed that you just have it forever. Oh you know, because he worked there. Idiot. Yeah, not not smart. Idiot. <laughs> but I, I think the one that I know you wanted to hear, and I have said this in other places, but the creme de la creme of what the fuck at GameStop. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know what you're going to tell. <laughs> um, is so where I live, I'm not going to get very specific, but where I live it gets it's really nice during the summer. It's yep. so it get it gets so nice. In fact, that um, occasionally during the summer they would open up the doors and put the bins of the games out front to kind of be like enticing, like if as people are walking down this plaza, being like, "Hey, why don't you check us out?" And this one day in particular, it was particularly hot. Like it was, it was definitely close to ninety that day. And where I live, that's kind of weird. Like it doesn't usually get that hot, um, but. Never, well, I did say I lived in Massachusetts. What the hell am I saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, you didn't say specifically where, though. Well, you know, give or take. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, the point is, is that um, uh, so we had the doors open that day, and the air conditioner wasn't working. So it was, and there was a lot of people there that day. So it was like it was particularly warm. And uh, we're going through the customers or whatever, and this gentleman. Um, in a in a in a matching gray sweatpant and uh, sweatshirt combo on a, again mid July day and then with ninety degree temperatures, comes up to the customer. It comes to customer. He comes up to the counter, I should say, and I'm serving him or whatever. And I, he's you know totally fine. You know, it's like, hey man, do you have this or whatever? And I, I I do the like little search on the computer, like, no, it doesn't look like we have it. And all of a sudden. <laughs> and again, you know, like know those it, again. So for all for all those uh, uh, listeners out there, you know, those gray sweatshirts that are they're kind of light gray. They're not like a dark gray. I don't oh, know how else yeah. to describe it. Yeah, it's like those sweat. You know, you want go wear them to the gym and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But like, if somebody was sweating, you don't know if they like raise their arm, you could probably see the stain. Like at that, yep. you know what I mean. Not to get gross, but you get the idea. Right. Well, this guy, um, all of a sudden. It was like a chameleon. He started changing colors. The, <laughs> the, the, the lower half of his uh, uh, get up that day started to just turn a different color, a, little, a darker shade of gray. Let's just say. Uh, one of the fifty shades of gray. And and um, the man, grown man, 
probably older than me or maybe my age, but I'm going to say older than me because I want to make myself sound better. Um, proceeded to just straight up, no holds bar, piss himself right in front of me. And I can't the, do it all justice. because they didn't have the game that he wanted. Now, this is the context I want to provide. I don't know what the heck if this guy had any issues. I don't want to assume he did. Sure, yeah. But he had a look on his face like I I was I was his best friend. Like he was really happy to be looking at me when this happened. And I mean like the most dumb shitting grin I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I've seen a few. Um he, he's just smiling and he just perceived himself. No, hardcore. Like, I mean, the whole his whole leg is just dark brown. And again, he's wearing a sweatshirt and sweatpants in July. In the summer. In the oh, summer. So so not only is he probably sweating, not only is he, I could tell he was sweating his ass off. He just pissed himself. <laughs> to which I, when I say we don't have it and look down to the object horror of what I'm witnessing, he doesn't bat an eye. He's like, all right, man, thanks. <laughs> And he just walks out of the fucking store. And and I am dumbfounded. I my jaw is on the ground. Um I'm just like uh, and again, there's kids in the store, so I can't say this at all, but like internally I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, man? you're like, what the hell? And you have to disinfect the store. So yeah, so then then people like we get the like the little like we had carpet in our floor, which made things ten times better. Uh, no, it didn't, but we had the, um, uh, I don't want to get gross, but you could smell it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it, especially it, in the summer. Yeah, of course. Exactly. Oh, I got to reemphasize, warm. by the way, this didn't happen. <laughs> old. This happened like at the legit most pungent time possible. And this, Ew. we had like the little, like, like wet floor signs out and everything. And the, the, we had the dry vac come out and everything. We had friggin' disinfectant. Everybody's like, what happened? To which would, where my, uh, employee who was not one of my favorites, but, and I shouldn't say my employee, my coworker, um, he was like, yeah, that guy just pissed himself or whatever. I'm like, thanks for saying that in front of like five years. Yeah. Why do you have to tell them? Come on. But the dude walked out of the store with his friends and just proceeded to go about his day. <laughs> like, like this is a normal thing. And he, who knows if he walked around the, you know, the rest of the day looking like that. I mean, Holy well, where, where I live, where I live, it's not, I wouldn't be, honestly, he's one of the normies. Like he, oh, he, he's, he's, he, uh, oh, he would fit, he would fit right in with the, <laughs> oh, with the, in, the, in the, in the wonderful town I live in, but that's oh. besides the point. Um, yeah, that, that was the most, dumbfounded i think i mean there's been a few times like when i was in high school and stuff some people would say some i mean dumb stuff but like that just didn't i i can't even wrap my head around what mindset you have to be in because and i want to be careful how we say this because i don't want to assume what his mental state was right at that moment. no i understand but, but he wasn't giving off the vibes that he let's just say had any issues right. you know what i mean that's the key he and again, I'm going to assume he did it as a joke because he looks ridiculous. And even if you had issues, you'd still get hot. You know what I mean? Right. And he left with his friends and he was he like, he, he did, wasn't laughing. 
He's got a big shit-eating grin on his face, and his red's as red as like a friggin' apple. Like he probably, yeah, he and, probably did it as a prank or, or a stupid dare or something like that. And you know? man, I just, I to this day, that's the kind of shit that I wake up screaming in the middle of the night. At. Like, oh, like, God, like, 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 I, I just, I don't get that. And then the, the other thing too is that, like, so a dumb stuff like that that's funny to look back on or whatever. The other thing too is that like then there's just the shitty stuff that happened too, and I don't want to get into like I don't want to be negative like on this on this episode or whatever. But like, you know, what what I want to emphasize is this: is that I have horror stories, and obviously there's a bajillion horror stories on YouTube and everywhere right. about you know working there or whatever. But I I am uh, perplexed to say that these types of horror stories do not exist. At- you know, they don't exist at Home Depot. Like this kind of shit ain't happening at Home Depot. <laughs> no, they only exist at a GameStop. They would, which is crazy. Only exactly, <laughs> they would only happen there. And yeah, yeah go ahead. No, I was just gonna say yeah, because even because I worked at a, at a grocery store for about a year, and then I worked at a, a CVS pharmacy for a couple months. Uh huh. Back back in uh, high school and for like you know a little bit in college, and yeah, even totally. then, I um. Did not have anything experienced like that, where a guy came and pissed himself. And left yeah, as, as a as a as a connoisseur of CBS, um, I can attest to the fact that the people who work there are generally pretty chill, and yeah, the people no, who shop are. there are generally pretty chill. Yes. And everybody just kind of minds their business, and everybody just does what they got to do. GameStop, on the other hand, ain't where that happens. GameStop, no. you got to know every, you got to know the guy's life story. Um, you got to be harassed on the phone. You got to be friggin' watch somebody piss themselves you gotta have somebody put out a cigarette on on the on the uh counter which is a real thing that happened too oh god and i have asthma so you can imagine how that went over oh. that was that was like one of the few times i legitimately got like pissed at somebody's like dude do you mind like come on he's like what yeah, the hell like, man be courteous man come on well one don't smoke in general seriously and then, and and two yeah a crazy concept and two uh don't smoke inside it's illegal yeah. so like it's not it's not my rules it's I don't know the state I live in, yeah, country the, I live in. Just says, yeah. yeah, the government says you shouldn't do this. No, but GameStop's essential, so you, the law doesn't apply. Remember? So, <laughs> yeah. God, oh man, those are those are crazy stories, dude. And I know you have a lot more, but I did want to, um, and, and I and and, for, and again, I really appreciate you you sharing those and telling them because they are. Oh my god, dude, I love hilarious. talking about this shit. <laughs> They're freaking hilarious. Um, and I'm sure you have many more. And, and if you think of any other like last minute stories you want to tell before this episode's over. Feel free to say them by all means, but definitely I, I'm, I'm, re- I'm recounting everything as we keep. Yeah, awesome. Because um, I did want to hit on, on a couple of topics about, you know, as we start wrapping this episode up about kind of final thoughts about GameStop. Because there, there are two things I really want to I want to get into is it was announced that Reggie was going to be uh, on the board of directors at GameStop, and so many people kind of freaked out and, and reacted about it in, in a positive way. Um, I wanted to get your take on that. And I also wanted to know what your opinion of um, that guy on YouTube. I'm sure you heard of him. Camelot 331. Mm-hmm. Um, Rich had him on his exposed podcast and I heard about him before. I also wanted to ask you if like those stories that he tells, do you think those are true? Um, Cause it seems like he's true and I don't really think there's any reason for him to be lying, but I wanted to know as like, you know, a former GameStop employee, was this guy like a household name in terms of people who work there and they kind of heard of Camelot 331? Are these conversations real? So 
I want to hit those so, topics, whatever so order I, you want to do. So I'm going to start with the Camelot thing and then we'll get into Reggie. Sure. Um, so I like the guy. I think he's a genuine person. I think he's being truthful because he's not, I don't, it doesn't seem like in his videos or like in the, uh, that, uh, he, um, was doing it out of malice. You know right. what I mean? I agree. Um, there are some other YouTubers who you can definitely tell are exaggerating. Um, and as somebody who worked there, see, like I could tell you a, a bajillion horror stories of like all the four years I worked there, but I want to emphasize at the same time too. I also kind of liked working there at the same time, you know. Sure. And, I, and I'm on your sh and I'm on your show to just express that. Like I want to reemphasize that. Like I worked there for I could have left at any point, and yet I worked there for four years. So it obviously isn't hell on earth. Now, is there again, as we've obviously alluded to this entire show, are there a lot of dumb things that company does? A hundred percent there are. And I think what Camelot does isn't exposing it. I, I think, I mean, as somebody who just got into the content creation realm, I think kind of making your entire personality about exposing GameStop is probably going to hurt him in the long run because inevitably those stories are going to stop and I don't know what else he's going to talk about. Right, and if GameStop but, does go under, yeah. And But I don't want to... But I want to be fair to him and say, I like his stuff. I don't, I mean, to be honest, I'm not going out of my way to watch GameStop content all the time just because, again, you know, I, I work you, there. You are the front lines. Yeah. <laughs> um, I try to avoid it sometimes. Right, but no, um, totally. But I, I don't, hey, I respect his hustle. You know what I mean? I have no ill will. He's a good guy. Um, and I like, the, I don't watch his content individually, but I like the episode he did with Rich. I thought that was a really good episode. I thought he came off as really genuine. Um, and so, yeah, I have no ill towards him to your other point about him though, about like, was he like a name that we knew while we were there? Yeah. Um, nobody stood out as like the guy exposing everything. Um, the, uh, the, um, the GameStop Reddit was like our inadvertent way of finding out things and, uh, communicating with other people without obviously since it's anonymous without out no, with ever like saying, you know, who you were or anything like that. I'll admit I never posted anything there, but did I read the hell out of that? Yes, I did. Um, and did I share things with people I worked with at the time when I read something that was preposterous? A hundred percent I did. Um, but I couldn't tell you hey, who any of those specific people were. So no, but there was no like, you know, uh, uh, you know, well-known expose person yeah well no well-known leaker or any like internet celebrity yeah like i i didn't know anybody who there who tried to like expose anything personally nor did i ever hear anybody being fired because it did that either um but uh you know maybe he was chilling out on reddit and i assume he was because i bet a bunch of comes from there um did if i ran across something he posted maybe i did i, I couldn't tell you to tell you the truth but uh you know um yeah, I he, nobody in our realm of where I worked knew who he was, and I didn't honestly until uh, I saw Rich's thing. To tell you the truth, like I, I shouldn't say that. I had definitely seen his videos recommended, but did I know who that guy was in particular? No, I did not. Okay, that now that that clears up a lot of things because I was just curious if he, if he was well known or not because I know he apparently got a hold of some. GameStop conference call recently when they were talking about being essential. I didn't listen to the video, but yeah, he would have he'd have to contact somebody and know somebody like on the inside. And I don't. That's never like when I worked there. Uh, I I definitely was at especially when I first started working there. A lot of people were like 
like to get the insider scoop into which I said, not really. Um, <laughs> right. You're just kind but, of like uh, a general worker. Like you knew some stuff going on, but not like, you know, yeah, I had, I had, decisions. I, oh yeah, of course. So he obviously has sources on the inside and you know, the only thing I can say to that is that some people might look at that as being petty. It's like, dude, are you really going to vote this much time to trying to like expose this? And to his credit, what I will say is that if GameStop had any person there who had, you know, who could tell you what day it was, um, which we're getting to in a sec, they would look at the criticism and be like, how the hell do we, how can we fix this? And that's just not what they do. So again, to Camelot's credit, keep fighting the good fight. If you, if you consider it that I don't necessarily consider it a good fight, I just consider it a fight. Like that's just what he does. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, can't say that uh, we knew who he was prior or that we knew any person who was like exposing stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Um, no, that's good to know. And I think that clears up a lot of things because a lot of people are asking me that too. So I want to add that because totally not. Um, now, I guess to kind of wrap up the, the show, let's talk about the future of GameStop and specifically Reggie because I think we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. I think we're in the same camp as this. What do you think about GameStop trying to get Reggie on the board of directors uh, as a last minute or like last ditch effort to save the company? So one, uh, I want to stress, by the way, I think Reggie fils is a great person. I, I really, 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 really dig his style. Oh, me too. I love Reggie. Um, I think how he muddled through what could be considered Nintendo's dark time uh, by keeping a positive image and trying to get people excited while also making fun of himself um, and understanding that he was kind of a meme uh, is brilliant. And oh yeah, because he never and, was a fan, and he went on saying, "Sorry to interrupt," but he went on saying this uh, during interviews recently with Columbia University that he wasn't a fan of the Wii U and mm -hmm. from the very beginning. And he said, "Guys, we need to change the name." And obviously, people made a decision um, that he didn't agree with, but he still was able to be positive and really help shape the company. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I totally agree. I love Reggie. I mean, everybody points to that uh, the thing he said when he at E three where he got on the board he's like my body is ready which is hilarious but there was another thing he did when smash brothers for wii u came out um he was on stage and they had a tournament and yep. he's like you know he's, he goes up on stage like guys i suck at smash but now that smash and he does the pitch he's like now that smash brothers is on 3ds and i'll have more time to play i'm gonna come back here next year and kick your he, ass yeah the hungry box yeah because I'm, I'm a smash fan in that, in that community he said that to a pro professional player hungry box and he's like i'm gonna come up stage next time and kick your ass and the whole crowd went crazy like oh like and it and became such a viral video like that's so cool that's awesome and whether that was an on the fly decision like he just said you know what screw it i'm gonna go for it that that shit's awesome because you weren't expecting him to say it and then he did it yeah and, and like, he doesn't uh, care if he gets embarrassed or whatever because like the fans love it because he's just like us it's genuine and they're they're kind of going back to the game yep, stuff. Genuine. He's he's genuine. So now he retires from Nintendo, and you know, hats off to him. He helped see the switch to the success that it's having, and he's a great guy. And I wish him all the best. So now he becomes a board member of GameStop. So I see this two ways. I see it from his perspective, and I see it from GameStop's perspective. And then I'll give you my my uh, my uh, what I think the outcome is going to be. I look at from his perspective as a challenge. He's looking at something that needs to be fixed. He obviously tried to ready the ship at Nintendo during unarguably its worst time. 
And, uh, you know, he's like, you know what? I want to give it another shot in a completely different work environment, but still gaming. You know, that's his, his niche. Right. Um, and then I look at Nintendo. I mean, excuse me. I look at GameStop looking at him. He's like, this guy has a great reputation. This guy obviously knows how to communicate well. This guy obviously uh, understands how to take bad publicity and turn it into good publicity. Um, so I can see it from both of their perspectives. What do I think the outcome is going to be? Jack shit. I don't think... I don't, I don't care if Jesus came down from the sky and picked up GameStop and he says, now it's fixed, guys. It, nothing, nothing realistically is going to fix it. Because you know what the thing is? Reggie is now on their board and they've had on our, the worst PR they could possibly have in the midst of a health crisis. Absolutely. And there is nothing that peanut butter chocolate man can do than say, hey, guys, I'm going to go back and play know animal crossing new leaf on my nintendo 3ds yes, right that's all i could that's all i could say and you and i would appreciate that and it wouldn't change anything because for um, me me personally dude i saw this as like a win-win scenario for reggie he was like you know what if gamestop goes under i still get to make money and you know it is what it is and i'm retired i'm still living a great life if GameStop succeeds, my reputation goes up, and I still get to make money. So I think for him, that's a fair point. It yeah. was it, for him. I feel like it was a win-win scenario, and whether he went to GameStop or GameStop went to him, he was probably like, you know what, I can't lose in this situation because people. And you got to be, you know, let's be real. Reggie knows he's very popular. He's very well liked. Um, so I think he was like, you know what, I'm just gonna take the shot, and if it works, great. If it doesn't, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, and I I respect the I totally respect his decision to do it. Me thinking too. about it, absolutely. Thinking about it, I'm pretty sure GameStop went to him with a big fat check and be like, "Hey, man, we yeah, need your help." Probably. And to which he said, "Sure." And then, of course, the worst possible two things could happen: you have this health crisis that prevents people from going to your stores, and then you don't know how to handle it. And that right. wasn't his fault. And if it falls and people point the finger at him, that's not his fault no because um, he's on he, the board again, of directors also, the cd the yeah, ceo and stuff like that they're making that decision exactly so whatever influence he has i hope for the sake of the people that i know who work there i hope it's positive and if they go through a transition period that he somehow gets to oversee or influence i hope it's positive i think he um had a lot of success before nintendo too yep, like he did, a, hide, he did man. yeah he did a lot of other <laughs> stuff beforehand and uh, he obviously ain't starving. Um, so I, I genuinely wish him the best of luck. I, I, I do genuinely, I don't want, so as a, again, management minor with a focus in economics hat on right now, nice. I don't want any, <laughs> I don't, thing, <laughs> you know, yeah. I try. I don't want any, I don't want any company to succeed. I want any, every company to succeed. You know, wait, 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 let me rephrase that. I think I said, I don't want any company to succeed. Sorry about that. No, no dude. Record, no record scratch. Let me start that again. Yeah. Um, I don't want any company to fail. I don't want any company that has the prospects of doing well to diminish uh, or miss an opportunity, um, especially one that I have some personal connection to. However, um, if the writing is on the wall and they refuse to read it, that's their own fault. So if the sign says stop, warning, do not cross this bridge, and they are driving at 110 miles per hour and then fall off the bridge and say, I didn't see a sign. Well, the best analogy could come off off the top of my head. It won't work. Um, but I would love to see GameStop 
downsize a little bit and maybe transition to be like that hobby place where you know they sell retro stuff they have like a gaming table they have like a tv stuff for people who play smash brothers you know they sell like i guess like a coffee place you go get like a coffee or a little bit older you get a and you just chill out they have couches put out or whatever you know they may have some board games and it's like a game stop like they actually live up to the name game stop this is the stop this is the place you stop when you want to game that's how i think they need to handle it because again with the digital distribution that gives people a reason to kind of hang out there and you know maybe maybe they do a style like hey you could play you know you could play all these retro games you want we have a setup for like you know a fee for a certain amount of hours or whatever you know like charge because i have a place by me actually that's really cool that they have all kinds of arcade machines and retro stations and you can either pay for the day, you know, like $25 and you get the whole day, which is uh-huh. like from 12, 12 p.m. in the afternoon to like 2 o'clock at night uh, That's know, awesome. in the morning. It's awesome. And they have retro games and stuff like that. I feel like if GameStop did a model like that, it would work really well for them with their retro <laughs> games and with their, uh, you know, maybe set up some arcade stations and things like that. Be like our true GameStop they got to do something differently because their model right now is not going to work. Yeah. If they can't compete in the retail space, they can definitely compete in the, you know, recreational place yeah. wherein like, I don't know how, if they're popping in New Jersey, but where I live, there, there's uh there's this really, really great place North of Boston uh, in Cambridge called a, uh, uh, a4cade. I've heard and of it. Cause I was actually in Cambridge recently. Okay. So, if you're ever there again, highly recommended. I gotta go that, there. Yeah. That that place fucking rocks. It is so much fun. They have a cart arcade machines everywhere. They have uh even for people who like dip like more like modern games like combat or Madden or anything like that, they have their segment. So everybody gets what they want, you know, if you like gaming. That's cool. There's nothing it, it's not just like pin and there's pinball machines, but it's not like just pinball machines. It's not just old school fighting games, it's not just racing games they have the nintendo mario kart uh arcade machine which i personally don't really care for but that's besides the point you know um they have some nintendo stuff set up they have some playstation sets set up they have xboxes set up and every i've been there twice this sound like i've been there a lot but it's (laughs) it's 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 moderately expensive you know me us plebs but anyway um the point is uh you know that place friggin rocks it's awesome and um you know if i i just look at gamestop knowing the people who work there who could truly express their passion the way they want to and people i i can't guarantee it but i have a pretty sneaking suspicion people would be like hell yeah i'm gonna do this and go here and um i'd love to see that happen now is it gonna happen uh realistically who knows? Right. I'm gonna lean on. I'm gonna lean on the probably not, considering that people Me feel too. like they're probably gonna, they're probably yeah. gonna get coronavirus if they go there. <laughs> Especially um, now, yeah. I I just I I genuinely don't want it to fail because I know there are people there, due to whatever economic or employment scenario they're in, that's their that's their safety net. And exactly. If they, if they lose that, they have nothing. And I don't wish that on my worst enemy. No, I never uh, wish for uh, like 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 you. I don't wish for any company to fail, to go under, to go out of business because the workers really hurt from that. And even even people, you know, even in regular mid mid level management or just regular old 
people, mid-level salaries, and they need that too. So I, I'm 100% with you, dude. Totally. Um, but yeah, that, that's my take on that. I, I genuinely hope that it succeeds, that Reggie fixes everything, and uh, all of our bodies are Reggie someday. But, <laughs> yeah, we'll but, see. We'll, but see. We, we'll, have to, we'll have to see. We'll see. Oh, man. So, Sean, I think that kind of uh, covers most of what we were uh, hoping to hit on this episode. Was there any kind of final thoughts that you wanted to add? Well, first and foremost, first and foremost, I want to thank you again for reaching out and having me on your show. Uh, I personally am very impressed with the content that you've produced thus far. Oh, thanks a lot, man. I I really appreciate that. No, dude, you got it. You got your shit together. And you can tell by your enthusiasm and uh, the way you guide conversations or whatever. Um, I genuinely think that you got your shit together and I, I wish you the best of luck. Thanks, going dude. forward. It means a lot. Now I'm gonna, Same I'm, for your show as well. You just and got, now I'm going to take your I'm going to put. A, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to put my shill hat on and say, "Hey guys, this is Sean from the We Should Do a Podcast." Um, I have my own podcast called the We Should Do a Podcast. That, uh, maybe down the road you can you you are more than welcome to be a guest on our show. Oh, down that, the road that'd be now. awesome, dude. I'd love that. Definitely, I think you. you I think there's more stuff we, you and I could probably talk about. Um, Absolutely. Just, I can I can kind of tell by the way we've been talking for the past hour or some odd that uh, you, you, I, I, I can see some stuff happening in the future. Um, but no, seriously, again, thank you. Um, if you liked me, if you like what I have to say, I'm on a podcast with two very good friends of mine called the We Should Do a Podcast. We try to release episodes every week um, considering what's going on. Sometimes that doesn't happen. Uh, but I had a really, 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 really special guest on today. Uh, Rich from Review Tech USA was on my show. Yes. And, and uh, I generally, just as a shout out to him, and if you're a fan of his, I'd give it a listen. He really, really went out of his way to be generous to me, be supportive of me. And now that Justin here has been supportive of me, I have to return the favor to him as well. I appreciate that, Sean. That's so awesome. And um, any of your social media and everything like that that you want to you plug, I'll also have a link in the description of this podcast as well. It's on you know Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the big ones. So I'll link all the places you can listen to your show. And do you have awesome. any social media that you want to plug? Yeah, totally. So first and foremost, uh, we're big on Instagram. We uh, Our Instagram is at the We Should Do a Podcast. Uh, my personal Instagram is at I'm Sean W. McCarthy. Um, if you find the podcast, you'll find me. Uh, I'm one of the, the, the podcast only follows the host of the show. Um, so I'm one of them. Um, but yeah, if you want to follow me, check out stuff I'm doing. That's a great way to follow me there. Um, uh, but yeah, if you, if you, if you're interested in the show, uh, we always post our updates there and, uh, we also do independent stuff as well. So yeah, if you feel free, feel free to follow me if you want to. Awesome. And again, all that stuff will be linked in the description. Um, so they'll see it right away and where to listen to your show, your show. So I think that pretty much covers everything on this episode of the Generation Zen slash We Should Do a Podcast special <laughs> collaboration because uh, this is a lot of fun. And Sean, again, thank you so much for reviewing all those stories because I learned a lot on this episode. I hope a lot of people learned something too. And there was definitely a lot of good laughs in there. <laughs> yeah, man, this was this was a blast, man. This was a lot of fun. Today was a really good day. It was a pretty solid day. Today was a solid day, and we all need it right now with oh, hell yeah. everything going on. Seriously, any kind of little laugh and kind of escape from reality that we exactly. can take, um, we need it. And it definitely, this this conversation, this episode definitely helped take my mind off things for sure. So, Sean, thanks again so much for coming on the episode, dude. Thanks, um, man. We'll be in touch, and 
Everyone, thanks again for listening to this, this episode of the Generation Zen Podcast. We'll be back with more episodes soon, and we'll see you all next time. Later, folks. Take it easy.